Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. And I'm Matt Rice. And Chris and I really hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We hope to pour into the ministry leaders that listen to this to talk about the real issues that we face in ministry and as ministers. We hope to start a dialogue, create a roundtable. This is a safe place for us to talk about the underbelly of ministry and journey there together. And that's exactly what we're doing today, Matt. Tell us what we're talking about. Absolutely. This is a place for Chris and I to be vulnerable so that you guys can connect with that and I hope feel affirmed, you know, through all that as well, that you're not alone in ministry. You're not alone when you fall. You're not alone when you fail. So the, what we're talking about this week is, is what happens when we fail in prayer. And this is me, full confession. I've already gone to confession, but that I dropped the ball this last break. I do a a really bad job of maintaining my prayer life when I don't have my normal daily routine. Sometimes I joke about that one of the big reasons why God has me in ministry is that's one of the only ways he can get me to heaven is by making holiness a job requirement. Like, right? uh, uh, yeah, your job is your accountability to get to heaven. Yeah. And it sucks. And I'm mad at myself that when I don't have that consistency, it just falls off. It doesn't make sense to me I, because I, I love Jesus immensely. I have, a, I have a real relationship with him, but I forget about him when I'm on vacation. And that's just not right. You know, so I like I'll, I'll go through the whole day. At the end of the day, I get in bed and I'm like, oh, crap, Jesus, I do love you. I'm sorry. I talked to him at the very end of my day. I'm in bed. I'm already ready to go to sleep. And it's like, this is not my first fruits. I'm sorry. You know? And so I just got off my routine. routine. I did not do my committed daily prayer that I did typically. And I felt awful for it. And I don't think I'm alone in having that happen. But, But it's almost a terrifying reality because, Matt, what if you weren't in ministry? Yeah. Would that would that be your daily prayer life? Yeah. I, I don't know. I worry about that myself. Sometimes I think, okay, if things just fell apart, would I really lean on Christ in the same way I encourage others to when things fall apart and they bring it to me as a ministry leader? Yeah. Well, and through all this, I feel like a hypocrite, you know, because not only do I tell the people that, that I work with and that I mentor, daily prayer is, is important. If you don't do daily prayer, then you're a bad, <laughs> I don't say it, but like this way, but you're a bad minister, you know? Um, you're the a bad soul, boy. The soul your of nose your in apostolate. The, the soul of your apostolate is your prayer life, is your relationship with Jesus. And then I go and do stuff like this. It's like, I, I feel awful as a ministry leader when this happens. So let's dive into a little bit of Christian anthropology. First of all, even if you're horrible at prayer on vacation or on breaks, that does not make you a horrible person. You're a beloved I son know of God. It is. I know. And so Christian anthropology, because the other piece is, is that you are not going to be perfect. Yep. And so I think about, you know, here's our segment of the show, uh, time to talk about a Canadian. And so in, <laughs> in Matt Maher's uh, song, Your Grace is Enough, he says, great is your faithfulness, O God of Jacob. You use the weak to lead the strong. Yep. Now, what are we? We're ministry leaders. God uses the weak to lead the strong. And so we have to acknowledge that there's shortcomings or there's weaknesses. That's me. <laughs> yes. And that's me. And that's beautiful. You know, and then if you go into uh, what St. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 12, he talks about how he's not going to boast except in his weaknesses. Yeah. In fact, the Lord gave him a thorn in the flesh. And that weakness was to remind him of his dependence on God, remind him that the ministry that he accomplishes 
is more in spite of him than through him is because of Christ in him more than his own. And so he boasts in his weaknesses because that reveals the glory of the Lord. So ministry leaders, everyone should stop praying. No, I'm just kidding. We don't we don't go that far. But I think that we cannot define ourselves by our failures, especially or even in particular our failures when it's essential to our model or our witness. We've got to get back on the horse. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think it might be worth looking at. And what I don't want to do is look into the excuses as to why I didn't spend my daily time in prayer. But my guess is there are other people that that fail in similar ways, probably have the similar obstacles to get over. And maybe you and I can talk about how to get over these obstacles so that in the future, this doesn't happen again. And that's one of the things that I, I really want to talk about through this podcast is how do we protect from this happening again in the future? Now, it doesn't mean it's, it's never going to happen again. But how do we try to set ourselves up for success, you know, and avoid that near occasion? Right. So I have six kids. I have six kids. <laughs> now every, every listener has to have six kids. That was another piece to be at the round table. Well, and, and everyone else has other things that are taking their time or they're pulling things away from their time. During the normal schedule of things, my wife and I get up together at 630 and we pray. And then we get the kids off to school and then I go and pray. And then I go to mass. So that's my typical thing. Well, when we're on vacation, my wife and I are not getting up at 630. (laughs) Thanks be to God. You shouldn't be getting up at 630. Everybody's sleeping in, you know. And so then when everybody sleeps in, we get woken up by the kids. And so then the kids are all awake. The house is busy. We're trying to feed kids. We're trying to do all this stuff. And prayer is not the first thing on my mind. At that time. And so then the day starts, the day rolls and, and we get to the end of the day and I'm like, well, crap, I didn't pray today. So how and hopefully, we... and hopefully by that point in the day, you might be a glass or two of wine in as well, <laughs> yes. because There's you're on vacation, you're on break. It's okay to have a libation, you know? Um, but again, like you said, it's not your first fruits of prayer when you're drinking the fruit of the vine. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So like in those situations, and I think about people that don't run ministries, they don't have the, the day-to-day like we do. What, what, what is your response to that, Chris? Well, it, it is different when your office is, you know, 40 yards from an adoration chapel or a sanctuary. Yeah. And then you go on vacation and you don't know where the nearest sanctuary is until Saturday evening. And you're looking up on masstimes.org. Where do we go to church on Sunday? Because, but, but at the same time, my response to that is we will stop our life on vacation as ministry leaders or on break as ministry leaders, wherever we're at to find a Catholic church. Yes. Because we recognize Sunday is a priority. Sunday obligation is a priority. Mass is a priority. And yet we see prayer in a different category. And I think that's where the tension exists. Because if you were able to go to Sunday Mass and you didn't forget about Sunday Mass and Sunday evening, you're laying in bed and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot. That means that there's somewhere where God's a priority and there's other places where he is um, not as much of a priority when you enter into vacation mode. Which yeah. makes me wonder, is your spiritual life, maybe a different podcast or a different topic, certainly a question worth reflecting, is your spiritual life too connected to your ministry life? Yeah. Is there such a thing as having your spiritual life too connected to your ministry life? Yeah, that's I mean, that's a really good question. Um, and maybe a topic for um, and, and I think that is one of the things I, I wrestle with. And I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but, you know, the I mean, our 
spiritual life is connected to our ministry life. But yeah, I that believe may, it should a, be. That's a whole yeah. other, I think that's a whole other. I would topic. love to have a priest as a guest, specifically a pastor, because and his job is to shepherd these people. And every mass he goes to, yeah. <laughs> he's celebrating for his community, you yeah. know? So yeah. anyways, so, uh, so, so that would be my thing is it sounds like your prayer life took a hit, but your sacramental life didn't take a hit. No, no. And that, so, that's, and a, that, that's a cause for pause right there. As, as you were talking, one of the things that, that came to mind, and this is for our married ministry leaders. So this is one, I, I talked to my wife throughout this. And when we went on Monday, when we were together at 630 in the morning again, because back to the routine. Yeah, I, after, uh, after a two week pause. Yeah. Three weeks pause. Wow. Um, I, uh, you know, sat down and I told her, I said, I'm really disappointed in how my prayer life went this past break. Open and honest with I mean, with my wife, which I, obviously, hopefully that makes sense. But, <laughs> if you uh, can say it to the world on a podcast, I hope yeah. that your wife would be privileged to hear it beforehand. <laughs> so talking to her about it, you know, it, I think it makes sense that the next time that a break comes, that I sit down with her and I say, hey, you know that I was not happy about how my prayer life went over the Christmas break. Spring break is coming up. I want to set myself up for success. How can we make this happen to where you don't feel like you're left in a lurch and left, you know, mothering these kids all by yourself while I go off and pray, you know? And so making a plan together before it comes is, is going to be a way for me to succeed in my personal prayer life during a break. Yes. World Youth Day is coming up in just a couple of weeks. People all over the world are going to gather in that experience. I've been, have you ever been to a World Youth Day? I have not. So the prayer that takes place is different than the normal prayer that you experience, specifically because there's 1.2 to 6.6 .6 million people <laughs> yeah. praying along with you. So things are a little bit different in regards to that. Yep. And so I think that on breaks, your prayer life could look different and that would be okay. So long as your prayer life is still there. Yeah. So maybe during spring break, you're going to step into the role of that role of leadership and being able to lead your family through prayer a little bit more consistently during the day. Maybe, hey, twice a week, we're going to go to daily mass, you know, because that's something that you normally do on your own. Mm -hmm. Or every day, we're going to sit down at three o'clock and pray the chaplet because at three o'clock, you're picking up kids from sports practices and stuff like that. And over spring break, that won't happen. Yeah. Maybe it creates bandwidth for a more unique opportunity. And, you know, the church is riddled with seasons of different types of prayer. Advent, Lent, celebration, like the Easter or Christmas season. I mean, so that's absolutely appropriate. Yeah. I like that. Not just making a plan for my personal prayer life, but also making a plan for our a familial prayer life. Because right. we'll have the time to do more or at least different stuff together. Because that's, I mean, that like now that you bring that up... <laughs> Thanks, Chris. That's just a, that's another failure that we did over the break. So every day before we leave uh, as a family, we do a little Bible study. We read from scripture and then we pray together as a family. Did we do every day like during school during or school. even on yeah. the weekends? No, Monday through Friday. Okay. Um, you know, I guess the only day that we don't pray together, you know, as a family, you know, during the week is on Saturdays. If you, I mean, obviously you count mass on Sunday. Um, right. And probably <laughs> prayer before meals, but you mean intentional yeah. set aside, yeah, yeah, yeah. set apart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Monday through Friday, you know, every day of the week, we are praying together as a family. Over the Christmas break, did I do that? No. Did we have any times like that? No. That That is something that absolutely we need to look at as well. 
So it's not just my personal prayer life that took a hit. It's our familial prayer life that took a hit. Yes. And so ministry leaders, what do we do when we encounter situations like that? First of all, I think that it's important that we step up and acknowledge it. Right, Matt? Yep. Like you were like, you yep. acknowledge it to your wife. I hope that you spend some time in prayer and like, God, I want to get back on track. Absolutely. I miss you. And I asked, May- I asked other people to pray for me to help me get back on track. You didn't ask me. I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, <laughs> I love you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> um, is this the point where you like, you look for an, a, another co-host? You're like, oh crap, dude, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Is this the point where half the people listening are like, dude, we got to go. No, you know, uh, anyway, that's our last episode with Anthony went very well in your absence, just (laughs) to let you know. (laughs) That's funny. So the, like, I'm not the only one. I, it happens to all of us to, to a greater or lesser degree. If you are at a point or if you are coming back from something where you, you know that you've dropped the ball the the best thing about this and i just know i know this about our lord i know this about jesus he yes he missed you but he is going to be so happy when you come back and is not going to hold it over you not going to make you feel bad if you do if you have any of those feelings that's not of him that's not from him other than the healthy catholic guilt to come back <laughs> and 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 i would argue that there's um very little healthy Catholic mm. guilt yeah. in regards to the way that it's usually leveraged. I don't like the economy of guilt and shame that exists oftentimes in the church and among uh, among Catholics, you know, um, and, and no, you I'm, get that. Oh, you need to pray for Matt. His prayer life is falling apart. It's like, <laughs> oh, it was a prayer request. No, it was like shaming him. You know what I mean? Yep. And so just we, we need to be careful with that. But the other piece is I think that you mentioned it was on a break. Yeah. <laughs> What if I'm three weeks into the semester and I have yet to have any type of spiritual consolation and I'm questioning, you know, my relationship with God altogether because I've been there before. Yeah. We, 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 we suffered a miscarriage and I was just away from God. I was so mad and so betrayed and so hurt. And uh, it was literally like a three month period where the only prayers I would pray would be the rosary. I was like, Jesus, I'm so mad at you. I'm going to talk to your mom. And Mary brought me back to Jesus. Shocking, right? Yeah, that's amazing. literally her role. Yeah. And I'm so grateful. But it was this this time in my spiritual life. And yet I was still up there week after week after week leading people towards the Christ because I knew, I knew on an intellectual level that he is still the Savior, that he's still God and all that. But interiorly, in my own personal life, I was just torn apart. Yeah. And yeah. so then what do we do in regards to that? And I think that it's okay as ministry leaders to exhibit those imperfections in reasonable ways. Now, what do I mean by that? Hey, guys, I'm really struggling this week with my prayer life. You know, I've, I've been going through a hard time. And so actually, I would like to invite one of you to pray. And let a teen, I mean, probably not in a first grade class, or maybe so. <laughs> Faith like a child is amazing. Those kids are beautiful. Yep, you know, yep. every now and then you get a prayer for the goldfish that got flushed the other day and how sad that was. And it's just beautiful. Everything is a gift from God. And so they bring it to God. But tangent aside, like to be authentic. And because I fear that when we evangelize or when we catechize people, we put up this imagery of being Catholic or being Christian or being a follower of Christ or a disciple is perfect. It's perfect and it's easy and it's wonderful. The yoke is easy, the burden light, but it is actually brutal. Yep. Being being a Christian, a follower of Jesus is brutal. It's hard. 
And that is why St. Paul leaned on Christ, was dependent on Christ. In fact, those imperfections were what led him to make space in his life for Christ to come in and make him whole, make him complete. And I think that we need to we need to share that reality of the Christian journey as well. Otherwise, when people hit hardship, say sophomore year of college, then they stop going to church altogether because they never got an authentic picture of what it meant to journey and how we fall and then we get back up with the help of God and our brothers and sisters. And and I think moments like this are, are great times, you know, for us to realize our weakness and how dependent on him we are. We are even dependent on him to pray to him. We need him to even be able to have a relationship with him. Yeah. Right. It's not, that, that's it's how not without the Holy Spirit. You can't say Lord, Lord, without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so none of my prayer life before the break was of my doing. Right. It was him. And in the break showed me how dependent on him I was for that prayer. For the gift sense? of your prayer life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah. The vacation changed your disposition and you were no longer consistently receiving that gift of the prayer life that God had given you. Yeah. It's not that the gift still wasn't readily available. It was definitely on your end, but it helped show you that it was a complete gift. And sometimes, and we can get into prayer altogether. Sometimes I feel like in my prayer life, I feel like I'm talking to myself and I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Just shush, Chris, shut it and listen to the Lord. Yeah. There have been times in, uh, in my prayer life where I'm, I'm reading one saint or the other and, and I hear them talk about themselves in such demeaning ways. Like, oh, I'm just such a worthless little thing, God. And, and there have been times that I'm like, why are you talking about yourself like that? Because that's not how God sees you. Right. But then I go through moments like this and I'm like, man. I am such a worthless little thing. And, I, and I, I start to understand why they say it the way that they do. You know, they're not necessarily saying it in a way that they, I don't know, that they're, that they're worthless, but just that they can do nothing without him. So it goes that's back a, that's to, what that yeah, means. like the fear of the Lord, that the gift of the Holy Spirit is also called wonder and awe yeah. in, the, in the sight of God. And it's basically like, we're a pebble and you're the universe. Yeah. And, and that's amazing. Like we are so tiny, I, you know, and you might say worthless or just uh, insignificant, I think is a real good way to describe kind of how the saints were going at it. Mm-hmm. I'm so insignificant. I'm so tiny. And yet the universe, the God, the biggest, you know, God is in relationship with me, a pebble. Yeah. And that, that's where the wonder and a holy moly, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, yep. Sorry if I offended any moly's out there. <laughs> Do you know a moly? No, do you? No. Oh. What are you talking about? I, I figure we have a pretty broad listener base and there might be someone named, I know a Philomena. How many Philomenas do you know aside from mine? None. We'll see. So you got to always be, stay woke, man. What, stay a, what woke. a weird transition out of a very deep thought. <laughs> now I, we're talking about moles. <laughs> mole chicken. Mwah. Oh man. I hope the, I hope our listeners can, can follow our train of thought. Guys, you know, this this stuff happens, but like Chris has said multiple times, it does not mean that you are a failure. It does not mean that you are unloved. Just get back up and and get back to it. You know, for me, the way that I did that, now I was, (laughs) 
I was kind of spoon fed a way back into it because I was at the Seek conference. And so I went from my break straight to the Seek conference. Right. Hold on. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Seek Conference, oh, Fellowship of Catholic University Students Focus. It's their big conference with over 20,000 young adults being there. They've got the major speakers from across the nation, from Jim Caviezel to uh, Sister Miriam and everyone in between. There's like thousands upon thousands of confessions heard. It's to say spoon fed is an understatement <laughs> like your on-ramp was a fire hose yeah. like a fire hose and well, so like, i had zero excuse so we were we had a booth i didn't actually go to any of the sessions sure but they have adoration you know all throughout the day and they had saint john vianney's heart there so it was just it was if i were to skip prayer on uh, at that event that would just be asinine you know so like it's I was absolutely spoon-fed in a big way, you know, a return to to my prayer life. So the first thing that I did when I got back home is I went to confession. Now, Mm. now, do I struggle with whether this was a a mortal sin or not? I'm not going to dive into that here. But I knew that I had fractured my relationship with him. And I knew that I had to do, you know, (laughs) I had to participate in the the fullest sense the way that i knew to reestablish that relationship yes and that was the sacrament of reconciliation so i did that as soon as i could when i came back home that's something that i i think all of us need to partake in more often if 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 you're not regularly doing it every month i think it should be a monthly practice for for anybody in ministry leadership but especially, especially if you are coming off of a, a, a hiatus or a rough spot in your prayer life. And we don't go to confession to jumpstart our prayer life. We go to confession to reconnect with God. Yes, absolutely. The other piece I would say and encourage our listeners, ministry leaders, we need to make sure that if we struggle, that we're not afraid to express some appropriate level of vulnerability and acknowledge, hey guys, break was hard. My prayer life took a hit. I'm so glad to be back in normal sessions, normal classes or whatever. And I will let you know that even though the last three weeks I wasn't, now I'm praying for you guys back again every single day. It's so good to see the faces that God has called me to serve or something along those lines that show that authentic reality because we are weak, but he is strong. And bringing it out into the light you know, removes the power you know, from the, the evil one to influence us negatively with that Um, yeah the shame cycle this sometimes comes along with the catholic guilt that we joke about absolutely well excellent matt how can our listeners find us you guys can find us on facebook just search ministry leaders anonymous yeah go ahead and uh join us on that mla podcast and uh, and just post all your failures every single failure that you did over (laughs) break very publicly no 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 no. but if but uh on a separate note if you are struggling if you were struggling and you want someone to talk to email us mla at ablazeyouth.org we are we are happy to to be someone that you can confide in you know around this that's one of the reasons why this exists is that we can we all come together and and pray for each other and support each other yeah and there's been some neat things that have happened through this podcast including dialogue with priests 
not not apples to apples, but similar to where it's like we struck a chord, struck a need, struck a passion, and we were able to help develop that with uh, yep. with some of our listeners. And journey with us. Tell us how you kind of turn around when you fa- find yourself in a uh, in a rut, in a spiritual kind of divot, and share that with us and, and, and others. Also, write us a review wherever you listen to us. That's right. Here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week and pray for other ministry leaders. <laughs> Take some time this week to and pray. Pray. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we'll see you next time at Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless. God bless.